Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm Georgie Heath, and for the next 15 minutes or so, you'll hear all about the tantalising day of action from day four at the Women's Test Match here at Trent Bridge. The good news, for only the second time ever, it's not finished after day four, and we'll be back tomorrow for a fifth and final day. It's been a roller coaster of a day, and here's what went down. Australia's openers, who were on fire last night, restarted this morning 82 without loss, which is 92 runs ahead of England. And it looked like they were set on staying stuck in. But Kate Cross had other ideas and a peach of a swinging delivery was left by Phoebe Litchfield, who had to go. Again, the batters looked to be getting comfortable before debutant Lauren Filer was handed the ball and picked up two wickets in two overs, two wicket maidens in a row just before lunch. With momentum in their favour, England came out rocking after lunch and Sophie Eccleston continued her form from the first innings where she picked up her maiden test fifer and again picked up a fifer. That is two in two innings. Well, England, they felt they had the momentum in their favour and when they came out to bat, they set off flying with Tammy Beaumont off the back of her double century alongside Emma Lamb, absolutely flying from the off, but... They went from 55 without loss to 73 for four in the space of four overs. And England eventually closed out the day 116 for five, still needing 152 for win. Out in the middle at the moment, we'll be coming out. First thing in the morning is Danny Wyatt on debut. She is 20 not out alongside night watcher Kate Cross, who is currently on five. Ash Gardner, she picked up three wickets. And that was the turning point, really, for Australia today. Story of the day. You're listening to the following on podcast with Georgie Heath. I'm now joined by Polly Starkey, cricket journalist, commentator and host of the Naughty Child Women's Cricket Podcast. Polly, are you as stressed as I am? Very much so. Um, Today has really been a day of twists and turns. Momentum has been shifting between the two sides constantly, which has been a little bit frustrating um, from a a fan's perspective. But I think as a game of cricket, it just makes it so exciting and so memorable. Um, I think it's great that actually England came out this morning and they just seem to have a bit more about them. Last night, their bowling was very poor. It wasn't great, but 
They look like a completely new side. I wonder what John Lewis said to them last night or this morning in the dressing room to try and gather them all together because that delivery by Kate Cross was excellent, uh, backed up by, of course, Sophie Eccleston's brilliant performance. And then also Lauren Bell, who um, came and bowled a few overs and got a wicket as well. Whatever they had for breakfast, I need to have next time I play cricket. I think that that's the theory. It's, it's got to be eggs. It's got to be eggs. Um, we can't talk about today without talking about the marvel that is Sophie Eccleston. She, to use a cliche, makes things happen. But she does, and she made a wicket happen ten times in this test match. And that really is quite some feat. Yeah, I think we kind of take Sophie Eccleston for granted a little bit. I mean, she is the best in the world. And, you know, we're like, yeah, Sophie Eccleston's coming on. She's the best in the world. But I really don't know what England would do without her. There isn't anyone of her calibre around the English setup, And she is just unbelievable. Um, She takes wickets so casually and it's just kind of another day at the office for her. But I think we do need to really point out that that 10 wickets is a remarkable thing. And I think she's the fourth English woman to take 10 wickets in a test match. Um, So it's an outstanding achievement. And, you know, England is so grateful to have her on her side because imagine if she was playing for Australia, it would uh, be a bit of a disaster. Yeah, don't need to fuel my nightmares. Thank you very much, Polly. Luckily, she doesn't play for Australia and we England really needed her today. Um, talking about the batting, England, they did come out of the traps absolutely flying. Tammy Beaumont, she scored that history-making double century in the first innings. And alongside Emma Lamb, they were, they were flying at the beginning. And we were trying to discuss sort of what we thought England might be at, at the end of the day. Both of us thought around 100 for one would potentially be close of play. I don't think any of us had 116 for five locked on. Someone mentioned three wickets and we all went, oh, no, oh, no. And it's five down. We've got the night watcher out in the middle. How much do you think England are going to have to rely on Danny Wyatt tomorrow? And remember, I know Danny Wyatt's been around for a while. This is still her test debut. Yeah, they're going to be really reliant on her. And it is slightly concerning because, as, as you say, it's her test debut and she can't really play this game like a white ball game. I don't think at this point she can afford to do that. Um, perhaps later in the day tomorrow, yes, she could switch to play, play, playing slightly more aggressively or freely, whatever you want to call it. But I think it is a bit dangerous because if she gets out... England don't have the same depth that Australia do. Of course, yes, you have Amy Jones coming in. She is not the calibre of player as any of the top order. Sophie Eccleston, I mean, she's already had had to do enough with the ball. It's not really fair to make her kind of save the day with the bat. So I think it will be an interesting one. And, and Danny White does have a lot to do. But I think given the fact she's played for England for 13 years, she's been in similar situations, of course not overnight, um, in ODIs and T20s. She knows how to get England out of difficult situations. I think that experience will be valuable compared with, for example, a player who might be on their England debut or has very few caps um, in in the other format. So, yeah, I think Danny White could do a good job, but there is quite a lot of pressure on her, I think. What I find of interest, I sat in a press conference with John Lewis before the test and they said they'd only really chosen one frontline spinner because they didn't think this pitch really had that much turn in it well we've seen Sophie Eccleston pick up 10 wickets and then Ash Gardner she was ripping it through she picked up those three quick wickets went for just 33 runs from her nine overs do you think that's something England might rue it's an interesting one because I 
I really don't think this pitch has been very kind to Seamers at all. And of course, England went with the whole thing of, yeah, we're only going to play one frontline spinner. And I kind of get that. But I think to for them to come out and say, we don't think this pitch is going to deteriorate, which is what Heather Knight said, it's not a great look when the pitch is clearly deteriorating. Obviously, England are benefiting in some ways with getting those wickets, which Sophie Eccleston took. But actually, Australia have far more spin options. And you just think tomorrow, if Australia play all their spinners, which they've got many... I mean, they've got Ash Gardner and they've got Jess Jonathan. I'm sure they've got part-time spinners as well. Then it, it just puts England in a bit of a difficult position. And it also makes England look a little bit silly, which, I mean, you never really want, do you? I'm quite good at looking silly, so perhaps maybe I should take up cricket and then I have an excuse for it. But we also talk about the spinners. Um, Alana King, she's one of Australia's tip-top spinners, obviously made all her debuts last year, but she has been off the field after getting hit. But talking after the game today, Beth Mooney did say that um, she'll be all right tomorrow. She's icing her elbow and they're hoping she'll be back to bowl in tandem with Ash Gardner tomorrow. So we talk about fueling nightmares, I think. That is something I will be having nightmares about. She obviously appreciated how good Sophie Eccleston was today. And Sophie Eccleston, actually, she said she thinks they can come out and win it tomorrow. Quote, I'm backing our team all the way. I think if I hit the winning runs, that will just top it off. We need Kate Cross and Danny Wyatt to keep batting and talking about how mad it is, how quickly things can change in test cricket. She is just quite some cricketer that Sophie Eccleston um, just just simply phenomenal you know the fact that her feat today has almost overshadowed a double century which was only yesterday it does feel like we've been at a test match for quite a while and we've been in Trent Bridge but we are going into the fifth day tomorrow and that's really exciting because this is only the second time we've had five days in a women's test match and can you imagine how flat we would all be feeling if we were just wandering home now like right cool that's a draw We've only had four days. There will be that argument again. So as much as we England fans can now be like, oh, no, yeah, we'll have five days. We'll take the points. We'll take the points. We're going to be back for some really exciting cricket tomorrow. And I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to uh, attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to work in the channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
what is going to happen tomorrow. Polly, what do you think England will be saying tonight? Obviously, we've heard Sophie Eccleston talking really positively. She thinks they can come out and win it. And actually, I think I can still see her in the distance. England have been great for this. They're out there. They're signing autographs. They're shaking hands. They're taking selfies. They've got a really big day ahead tomorrow, but they do appreciate the fans that have come out, they've watched, they've supported. And it's free tomorrow for people to come and watch. Yeah, I think the crowd are actually going to be really helpful for for England. They do need that support. It's free. People can come down. I heard that when it was announced it was free, there was a big queue on the website to get tickets. Of course, yes, they are free, but there still was quite a big queue. I wonder if that will have changed with kind of the state of play now, a couple of hours later. But England do have a huge job ahead. But, you know, it's also a really good opportunity. And I think given how the last Ashes test ended... Um, with that absolute thriller in Canberra, I think England will be like, well, we got so close last time. We need to really seize this opportunity. Um, and I mean, Sophie Eccleston saying, you know, I'd love to hit the winning runs. That is quite a big statement because, you know, she's not batting, you know, that far away from, from where the batters are now. So actually, if she's like, yeah, I'm going to put a shift in all day and hit the winning runs, I think that's the kind of mentality the England camp will really want. It's the kind of stuff a Hollywood movie is made of, isn't it? And I think also England will take positivity from the fact they've bowled out Australia twice in this game. Something they don't do very often is bowl them out, and they've done it twice. So they'll be feeling positive about that. I guess they're going to have to go away, get some ice baths, get the fuel in them, finish signing autographs and taking selfies at some point as the sun doesn't quite set here at Trent Bridge. It's been an absolutely glorious day. What a day of test cricket we have had. It's just been, oh, it's, I don't know. I don't know if my emotions are going to be able to recover yet. I think I need to go and have a lie down in a dark room for a bit after this because we could be in for a very touchy day tomorrow on the final day of this test match here at Trent Bridge. Just a reminder to everyone, the test match is worth four points in this multi-format series. We've got one test match worth four points, three ODIs of two points each, and three T20s of two points each. So winning this is a big old chunk of what you need to win this Women's Ashes. Well, thank you so much for listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm Georgie Heath, and I cannot wait to bring you tomorrow's podcast. Who knows what tomorrow could bring This has been the following on podcast from TalkSport. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit TalkSport.com dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.